Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and our journey through the Bible in 2023. Today we're going to look at a sad story about what it's like to stop short of God's will. We're also going to see what it's like to have the presence of God on your life, even if you're in a circumstance that you don't think is fair. Let's get started. All right, welcome back, friends. We are anchored down in Genesis 35 today. We've read since our last Monday update, which is a written update on the newsletter. You can get that by going to bradmuckler.org, and you'll get one every Monday. This last Monday's was about family chaos, and that kind of continues today, but we talked about family chaos, and that's what has been going on in some of the early patriarch families and the lineage of Jesus, there's been some chaos. And I said at the end of our newsletter, letter, if you think that you come from a family of chaos or your life is chaos, you're a good candidate to be used from God. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect family. You got to be humble and yielded to God. All right. Well, today, a quick overview, and then I want to back up and focus on one area. A quick overview of, let's just go to the quick overview of Joseph's life because we get introduced to Joseph as we got to chapter 37 and Joseph was the son of Rachel and Jacob and he was considered the favorite son. Not a wise choice by Jacob's part to have a favoritism. He gave him this special coat, coat of many colors. It made his brothers upset and they were angry. Now, I'm trying to figure out how much to clarify here because I have two formats going, the written one, which maybe not everybody gets, and then the audio one. And for some of you, this is basic, but for others of you, I'm making sure I'm trying to be clear on all of this. You remember Jacob's name got changed to Israel. That is important in the whole narrative of the Bible, that from Jacob, Israel is going to be the nation of Israel that we've discussed And he is in the lineage of Abraham that we called the father of the Jews last week. He's got 12 sons. They're known as the 12 tribes of Israel, tribes, 12 sons of Jacob. And one of them is is Joseph. And Joseph had some dreams that his these about sun, moon, and stars, and that but it was basically that his brothers were bowing to him, and that his even his mom and his dad were bowing to him. It got his brothers upset. And along with the coat of many colors, and I'm going extremely fast over this because that's part of the narrative of this. We're just giving an overview of the Bible, then I'm going to zero in on a certain point, and I'm not zeroing in this week on Joseph. But Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. They were going to kill him at first, and Reuben stopped that, but they sold him into slavery. And so now Joseph is separated from his dad, from his brothers, from his mom, from his family. His mom has died, from his family. For 13 years, he ends up in Egypt. And I said in the opening teaser, so I want to make sure I highlight this. Joseph is in undesirable circumstances. Nobody would sign up for this. Nobody would sign up to be kidnapped, sold as a slave. He's, he's a young man. He was probably, what, 17 at the time, I believe it was. And so he's away from his family, away from everything. But there is a phrase that comes up and I was I've been doing my reading in different ways in my Bible on my app and then sometimes in audio form just depends on the day 
And I was listening to these chapters in audio form, and I knew what was coming. It was a phrase that I loved, and it's this phrase. It's found in chapter 39, verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. And in verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph. I love that phrase. Joseph was in undesirable circumstances, but he had the presence of God. And as Christians, there is times when we find ourselves in undesirable circumstances. But because we're a child of God, we are not without the presence of God. Job, we've already read through his life, Job was in undesirable circumstances and it seemed as times as if he didn't have the presence of God. A little, It played out a little different than it played out for Joseph. But in the end, he learned, I was in God's presence the entire time. I had the hand of God on my life the entire time. And God took care of him. And God is doing the same with Joseph. It's not, un, it's not desired circumstances. That's the thing that I'm trying to, I want to emphasize here. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect or smooth. We go through undesirable circumstances. Adam and Eve sinned, and sin brought consequences that ripple thousands of years later. Life's not going to always be easy, but you've got the presence of God with you. And Joseph found himself being promoted because he had the presence of God. But guess what? He faced temptation. And in this temptation, a beautiful woman tempted him to commit something that would be adulterous and wrong. And you know what Joseph did? He made a good decision. <laughs> Seems like the last few weeks I've been saying, and Abraham lied, and Abraham did this, and, Abraham, and Isaac lied, and he did this. Guess what? Joseph made a good decision. He didn't yield to the woman. He could have sat back and said, my brothers were terrible to me. God has forsaken me. I'm going to do whatever I want. If this beautiful woman thinks I'm attractive, I'll do whatever I want. He didn't. He said, how can I sin against God? I love that. I love that because I think many of us, myself included, we'd be blaming God and saying, hey, you put me in this situation. I'll do what I want. Not Joseph. But then things turned bad. She lied. She didn't get what she wanted, so she lied and accused Joseph of taking advantage of her, and Joseph didn't do anything. So surely God's going to strike her dead, and surely God's going to put him in. He goes to prison. He didn't do anything wrong. He did nothing wrong. She lied. He goes to prison. He's forgotten about for two years. This story just goes through me. I Just listening to it this week, I've been trying to read more, but I just had to listen to it a few times. And just listening to it, I was felt my blood boiling. I want to know what happens to this woman that lied. I want to know. I would love to know. I hope it's in the archives of heaven, though in heaven I won't have this flesh that wants, to be, that wants her dealt with. We don't know what happened to that woman. I'd like to think that God took care of her for lying about this and protected, but I don't know. But Joseph did the right thing, and it landed him in a worse position. And so he did the right thing there, and he worked hard as a prisoner, and he got promoted, and the Lord was with him. That's one of those verses. 
and he helped these two men out. And surely, since he helped these two men out, he'll be, well, the one forgot about him. One died, and Joseph said, hey, you're going to die. The other one forgot about him. You help someone out, and they totally forget about you and leave you there for two years? Yep. And then God brought Joseph out, and Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and Pharaoh promoted him to the governor, this basically the second in command, and he was going to gather food during the time of a famine, and God worked everything out for good. And so what? We just sit back and say, well, everything just worked out. Well, I bet there were some pretty lonely times in a dungeon, and some pretty lonely times in those 13 years that Joseph worked away from his brothers and dad, that he was thinking, this is miserable. This is lonely. I'm sure there were some, some times when he struggled. But when you read the Bible in one chapter, you fast forward 13 years and he's in just a couple chapters, he goes from uh, down in the dungeon to second in command. So we're all, we know the story. So we're like, yeah, yeah, but he's, but he's going to be fine. Well, he didn't know that in year two when he's a prisoner. He didn't know that in year three. He didn't know that year and six months as not only a slave, but as a prisoner. He didn't know that. So what I'm saying is your life may not be fine right now. You may be on year three of being a slave if in Joseph's circumstances. I hope you're not actually being a slave, but in Joseph's life as a parallel. You may feel like you're in a prison of life and it's only six months in. And you... You don't have the hope of knowing the whole story of Joseph. And you know Joseph's going to get promoted. You don't know that anything's going to good happen. You don't know how long it's going to be. Is it going to be like Job and happen for years and years? Or, or potentially years. He didn't know at the time. Is it going to be 13 years like Joseph? You don't know. And it's scary. But here's what I'll leave you with. Because I wanted to get to the other part. But I just got fired up about this. What you... What you do have as a Christian is the presence of God. And do not turn your back on God in this moment, thinking that God has turned his back on you. He hasn't. He loves you. He will strengthen you. He will give you his grace, and he will use this for your good. But you have to trust him. It's a test of your faith, and many, many people fail because they want a comfortable Christian life, and it's not always comfortable. All right. Boy, I did not plan on saying all of that, but I hope that it helped you. I was planning on coming back to chapter 35, though, and showing you something else. And with the understanding that all of what I said could be lost, and I don't want it to be lost. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would still use that in your heart if need be. I want to show you something about chapter 35. Chapter 35 is an interesting chapter. It comes after the chapter in which, in which Jacob had... A couple chapters after he wrestled with God. Awesome chapter. One of my favorites. When he met up with Esau. Oh, that would have been scary because Esau wanted to kill him last time, but it actually went pretty well. And then he kind of lied to Esau and they split different ways. And then after all of that, he, Jacob comes to a spot and he settles short of where he should go. I'm trying to find the exact... If I took you back to chapter 31, if I took you back to chapter 31, I'm going to read you a verse that says that God said to him in verse 3, 
And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to the kindred, and I will be with thee. So here's where he's working for Laban, and God had came to Jacob and said, Jacob, I want you to leave this place and go to the promised land. Now, there's a big picture reason why God's getting his people to the promised land. Jacob's going to lead a new nation. He doesn't know that yet. He's going to be from birth from him will be a new nation. And he wants them to get them to the right spot. But he, he gets to going on his way. He wrestles with God. He meets Esau. All of this happens. And he decides to settle short of the promised land. In chapter 33, it said that he found a place, a parcel of field. So he spread his tent there and he decided to stop there, which was short of Bethel where God wanted him to go. And that's where he put his tent. And so here, let me set the scene for you a little bit. He was told to go back to this land that we're going to find out later is going to be Bethel, but to the promised land. He actually stops just short of it, but he's close to where God's will is. He's close to it. He's short, but he's close. And he stops there in chapter 33. And then in chapter 34, his daughter goes out into the land, the land that they, she wasn't supposed to be in, hanging out with some of the guys of that land, some of the guys of that land rape her and then try to marry her. As I wrote about on Monday, because this is not part of our reading, we didn't anchor here, but I'm using it as a reference. Um, she was raped. Her brothers then came up with a scheme, this plan, and said, as long as everybody gets circumcised, then you guys can marry our daughter. When everybody did get circumcised and they were recovering from that and very weak, they killed the men. So Jacob's daughter gets raped. His sons become murderers. And all of that because Jacob didn't obey God. Now, I want to be careful because in one sense, we can sound like Job's friends by saying Dinah was raped because Jacob didn't obey God. I'm not necessarily saying it's because of Jacob that happened. I am saying the circumstances that Jacob put her in made her a candidate for what happened. Jacob was supposed to continue, and he didn't. He stopped. And what I'm saying is this. If you're a parent out there or a grandparent, your decisions do affect the situations of your children. We are responsible. We've got to be mindful of that, that we are either putting them in some good places to thrive, or we could be putting them in the wrong situations to struggle. And Joseph, or excuse me, and Jacob had done that. He stopped short of God's will and consequences came. And so what leads me to that is when we come back to chapter 35, God said to him, arise, go to Bethel. He gave him a second chance. Go to the place that I originally wanted you to go to from chapter 31. Go there, get to Bethel. He tells him, and Jacob this time, he says, he got up, he got his household together and they there with him. He says, put away the strange gods, which are among you. He should have said that before. But now he's starting to clean house. Say, get rid of those false gods, little G, that aren't real. Clean and change your garments and let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make there an altar unto God who has answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their land. 
and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem, and they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Notice the protection they have here from all the cities when he obeys God. There's protection when he's obeying the will of God, and he left himself vulnerable when he did not obey the will of God. Ooh, big lesson right there for us, isn't it? That you and I do not want to leave ourselves vulnerable to the attacks of Satan. Obey God. Stay yielded to God. And unfortunately, Jacob didn't. And some consequences came from that. But then you have the other side of it, where Joseph did obey God and bad things happened. And so that's why whenever counseling with someone, it's, it's hard to discern sometimes what is going on behind the scenes. But not everything bad is the result of sin. And not everything bad is good is going to happen because of good. God is constantly working behind the scenes. But when we choose to obey God, it sets us up for a lot better success than when we choose to disobey God. Because then we open ourselves up to consequences and tax of Satan, tax of the flesh, and so much more. Interesting stuff. Jacob and Joseph, we will continue our journey. Anchor's going to be up here in a bit. We're going to continue our journey throughout the Bible. We'll be finishing up Genesis probably within the next week or so. And then moving on to Exodus I hope you're following along. I hope you're doing well. Don't get discouraged. There's going to be times when you're like, eh, I think I'm going to stop reading the Bible. By now, you ought to be getting in a pretty good pattern, and I hope you're following along. Make sure you go to bradmcclure.org and, and subscribe to get, we had some new subscribers this week, to make sure you get the newsletters that are just giving some recaps and little thoughts like this. But thank you for following the podcast. Keep it up. I'd love to get your feedback. What do you think about Joseph and how God took care of him? What do you think about Jacob and the decisions he made? How's it affecting you? Leave us a review on the podcast. I will talk to you soon. We'll be back Sunday with a brand new series that we're doing called Difference Makers. The first one was posted on Sunday. You can go see that. It's different than this pod, this Thursday podcast altogether. It's not about our journey through the Bible. You can check that out. I also preached a sermon this last week at our church about togetherness or unity. And um, even if you're like, eh, I'm not part of your church. I don't know that theme. I think it'll help your family. And if you want to see that, reach out to me. It's on the latest newsletter. It is on the Faith Baptist Church YouTube page, which there's probably over 100 Faith Baptist churches. So I can point you in that direction if you want to. But hey, we will see you back next week. Have a great rest of the week.